Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. Crucial conversations. That means it's Friday. As always, I'm joined with Jamal. Jamal, how you doing? Man, I'm doing excellent. A lot better since the last time we spoke. Yeah, so that's right. Well, last time we spoke, we didn't have time, so we had an episode this last weekend. Had it with Noah. That went really well. I missed you, man. But... We have another guest with us because we keep getting these awesome requests. And I love it because a lot of times for people I already know. So joining us now also is Erica DeRosier. Erica, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me again. Yeah. So we, we, we started going back and forth and I saw one of your posts and you were talking about, you know, like you and your physical activity and, you know, wanting to make sure you stayed in, in the right place and, 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 and you exercised. And that got me thinking. May is mental health awareness and us teachers really hammer home and being vigilant as well we should about our students' mental health and, you know, making sure they're okay. But I liked your post because a lot of it was about, you know, are you okay? And, and you know, the, the teacher thing. So here we are, it's May. A lot of schools are going to start wrapping up for the year. I, I, how do you go about that I, I'd call that drop off. Like I, I know like the last day of school, I get, I'm not going to use the word depressed because that's, that's an affront to really like people that are really going through depression, but like there's a certain sadness that comes that the year's over. Mm-hmm. So that's the topic of the day. Erica, you can lead us off. How first day of summer, although maybe it shouldn't be first day of summer, I guess we're so happy, but you know, that, 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 that summer drop off, how do you deal with it? That's a great question. Actually, I think that from this moment on until the end of the year, it really feels like a sprint. So it's hard to, if if anyone's ever been running, it's hard to stop very uh, drastically in your steps when you're sprinting. So wind down or close things off. Well, it's, it's hard to keep things balanced, I think. Mm-hmm. And like I said, at this moment, for me, it's it's really a sprint. And I'm just trying to see how I can get as much done as possible. And to answer your question about how do I feel, let's say, for the last day of school, well, there's always some kind of sadness or looking back and wondering, like, what could I have done differently? Or what did I do what did I maybe miss on or it's not necessarily negative. It's not necessarily positive either. It's just like wondering, was it the best year I could do? And um, yeah, it's kind of figuring out how do you go from here up to there without letting too many things go and at the same time being productive. That's kind of a ramble, but sort of an answer to that. Yeah. No, I, I, I like the metaphor of it, it's a sprint because that's exactly how I always feel that, that May is like that, that distance between spring break and ending it is like, it's a struggle. Now, Jamal, you've kind of got it. I know you're going to have a different perspective because you're a principal. I'm going to like, is it going to seem like, do you even have an end of the year? <laughs> no, there is, there's absolutely no end of the year. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to get into my office and, and plan some, but there's no end of the year. We have trainings. We have to coordinate for next year. We have to think about everything for next year, units, curriculum, you name it, like we're there. So I think, you know, as, you know, teachers are winding down and, you know, you have that opportunity to 
kind of de-escalate. It does, you know, for me when I was teaching, it it took a couple of weeks for me really to, um, I guess, transition into summertime mode, or, or I used to call them two a days, because you know, you, you I, I would try to uh, do all of the healthy things in the summertime. Um, before I got back to the classroom. So typically about, you know, every summer, I don't know how this summer is going to play out, but I would I would lose some weight. I'd feel more healthy. I'd spend a gang of time with my kids and I'd, I'd be ready to go. Um, typically I would start the, the dial down this month and I would slowly start taking things down off the walls just a little bit every day. So I wasn't eating the whole elephant and then I would kind of transition my schedule especially that last week because in high school and in some middle schools you're you're typically dealing with like half days so you can kind of you know kind of slow it down there because I agree with Erica it's very hard to um come to a complete stop once you've been sprinting so to speak no yeah I, I totally agree I just that is like seeing that this today's focus is kind of mental health <laughs> the the sound of your voice like no it doesn't stop like that's also a concern uh not just for you because you're my friend but i think a lot of administrators probably like it's a bittersweet time like yeah the end of the school year but oh here we go again I, the what's next doesn't end well i i think i think well i think what does end is the press of you know the students and everything that it entails to deal with parents um, and just some of the normal issues that arise from um, parents and just dealing with people. So you do have an opportunity to kind of disconnect from that. Um, one thing that I've done this year, um, more so than I have, is read. I've, you know, I try to read bigger books. I, I think it it gives me a sense of accomplishment, and also it 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 really helps divert my mind from really what's going on. Cause a lot of, a lot of what we deal with you mental health is it happens in our minds. And I think, I don't think we put a premium enough on what we feed ourselves. Like what, what are we feeding our minds um, throughout the day? Because, you know, uh, what we do a little bit every day adds up, you know, at the end of the year as well. Yeah. Erica, what about you? Yeah, definitely. You know, I was, I was just, um, going to add on what Jamal was saying about um, when he was talking about um, like slowly when the, there are no more students, when they're the teachers are off as well. I, I guess it would feel different and a little bit um, you would, you would feel less pressure because if I take, for example, when I have one of those days when I have less classes to teach while I have more time to plan or to grade. And just the, the fact that I don't have any students, even though I enjoy being with my students, well, the pressure is off a little bit. But um, for myself, how I tend to wind down and, uh, and all that, I would say that reading is also a big part of it. And um, I try to maintain it throughout the year to at least uh, before I go to bed to like put the phone away and start reading a little bit just to empty my mind. And sometimes it's meditation as well. But um, I try to make it a point, especially during the summer, a little bit like Jamal said, to really focus on myself and my health and spending time with uh, my family and stuff. Um, 
that's really important. And it would be something that I always tell myself this year, I'm going to be really good at taking better care of myself, but it's just a constant, um, you have to be consistent with it, I think. And, uh, for me, it's, it, it's often connected with physical activity. Whenever I prioritize something else than at least doing some kind of physical activity for two, three times a two, three times a week, well, my mental health, I, I can feel it right away. There's something that comes up. I feel down. I feel um, some kind of, I don't know if we can call it the blues or something, but uh, yeah, it's really, for me, it's really connected with physical activity. And that's usually the first thing that I have to bring myself to back to when anything isn't going the best it could be. Yeah. No, I, you got me thinking, um, one, I, I too am a reader. Although when you said you like the physical activity, one of the things I've just fallen in love with is just audiobooks and mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. my aged knees don't like running, but I sure as heck <laughs> like walking lately. Uh or or light jog and that I've gone through books. Matter of fact, discovered that my public library has a really cool app and now I can get I was spending a lot of money on another company that provides books on audio, but um just listening to audiobooks, but I, I, but I'm telling you what though, here's one of my challenges. Um, I think, I think this is the summer I'm going to try to turn off my brain. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to read any professional development. I'm done. I, I, I like, <laughs> I just want, I think I want dumb, mindless or, or freakonomics or something that's so out of the realm of teaching. Um, cause I think my brain, you know, physical fitness, you work out, you should take a day off. And uh, I think this may be the summer that I just will not pick up a professional development book. Yeah, I think yeah. I think that's good. Actually, sorry, Jamal. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say that I think that's definitely a good thing. And I've I've listened to some people. Um, I hear. I think I heard Tim Ferriss say that before he goes to bed, it's always fiction. It's nothing related to any kind of. Uh, business or professional development because you end up thinking while while you're going to bed you're planning and oh I could do this I could do that and it's just yeah never it's ends. exciting but at the same time it's overwhelming uh, <laughs> when you're just oh I could do all of this and then it's like adding to the things you want to do and try out and I mean some of it is it's it's motivating and inspiring to be like oh I'm gonna try this but one of my problems is trying too many things at the same time and then I end up not being able to juggle everything so sometimes I think you just have to pick up something like you said something that's maybe informative or entertaining and good to know um, but not necessarily directly related so that you won't try something the next morning at eight o'clock type thing right and and as and as you were talking Erica I started to to think about um Something else that really impacts our our mental health, um, and that's our like our job itself, like the relationships that we have at our jobs, the reason why we read things to try to solve problems, you know where we are um, working at. Um, I think I think two things that would definitely help everyone listening is to make sure that you actively work on positive relationships where you work at having a friend mm. where you work mm-hmm. is 
it like it makes life so much better. And like having like a positive friend. If you if you're like trashing the principal boss and all you you know, you become like a little locker room lawyer and you guys become a committee of people like like that's not productive. But if you have yourself a positive friend, someone who's gonna encourage you and, and challenge you to get better, then that's good too. And another thing that will drive you up a wall, if you have a certification that you're that you're that you're going through that you have to get done in order to keep your job, or if you have like outstanding grades or anything like that that you that you have not submitted yet, like making sure that you do a good job where you are. Um, you know, you seek feedback, all those things, like being a productive member at your job and staying out of the line of gossip and smoke. And I think that's going to also lead to a much healthier, I mean, life outside of your job in addition to life inside of your job. Yeah. Can I add to that? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Jamal, I completely agree with you. I think that if you have... Um, someone with you, either, like you said, a positive friend or someone, someone, something I've been looking for um, is someone I could plan projects with or mm-hmm. plan um, ways of proceeding or teaching methods or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Because um, when you're trying something new, oftentimes it's a lonely world. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are a lot of friendly people and helpful people on social media, but realities are different in different areas, mm-hmm. different parts of the world. So I would say that having that person with you, uh, someone you could uh, reflect with, um, bounce ideas off on a, on a daily basis would be really, really helpful. And, um, and that's something I, I was looking for, but um, definitely having positive people and what you were saying about um, staying in a productive line uh, at your job. I think it also leaves you feeling much more fulfilled and important and effective at what you're doing. Whereas if you're just um, bad mouthing or whatever you want to call it, well, it may feel good at the moment, but it's very poisonous and it, uh, it ends up ruining your work environment and stuff. So it's oh, yeah. really a delicate balance. I read a book, man, I'm trying to think, actually I listened to a book not too long ago uh, and they were just talking about, you know, try your best to, and to not be a part of any negative connotations and then or conversations. And they were talking about basically some of the things that happen when you do, but when you try to avoid it, and, and it's always a delicate issue, by the way, when you try to be the guy that's positive, like there's some people in there like, I can't believe. And then you, you come in there like, well, actually saying something <laughs> positive, that is a quick way to be, as soon as you leave the room, you become the target. <laughs> um, but you're right. It's like, like being the girl, being the guy that you know that you're going to be positive, A, the, you know, water seeks its own level, but B, mm-hmm. I think you build a culture of that. I, I, the, and I'm not saying the culture is bad where I am now. It, it's not. But the culture that I've had that was the best is that that principle highly encouraged everybody to go to the middle school dance and chaperone. Highly encouraged that afterwards we'd all get together. Highly encouraged there would be one part in the dance where all the teachers got on the dance floor and the kids weren't allowed. He mm-hmm. built a sense of unity. And so over the summer, he made sure there was a just a killer cookout. 
before school starts. Hey, let's enjoy each other's company. That was rare. And I, and I say it's rare because we're so busy. Mm. But he made it a deliberate point to say, no, damn it. We're going to go and we're going to grill out. Like my inner lawyer is saying, no, don't say this, Don. But like, I, I'd like to go paintballing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you really bond over like when you shoot somebody with a paintball pellet. You, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> stuff like you that. Do, you do. Yeah. I mean, I, to me, that that's professional development. <laughs> no, it, but, but but that's team building. Like, oh, absolutely. It it, it it puts your mind on the other people and their well being. You know, like research shows, like if you pray for someone, like oh, I'm sorry, pray for someone. If you pray for your spouse, it's very hard to um, cheat on them, right? Because how could you do any someone wrong that you pray for? Or and and the research behind it goes to uh, goes to say that uh, the reason why is because you're actively thinking about that person in a positive light, which allow which makes it hard for you to to do them wrong. So I think the same is true. Whenever you put your energy or focus on someone else and their well being and just enjoying their company and just talking to them about things other than. I don't know, school or work or whatever it is, just having that moment like, man, the chicken was really good today. Like my focus now is on the person and, and you're not just Mr. Yaconelli to me. You're actually this individual that I've, hey man, we have something and we have a lot in common. You got kids, I got kids too. Who are your kids? And And that makes it a lot easier for me to put my guard down. So now when we do have to do something challenging, together it's a lot easier i know like this guy has three kids too so he's feeling the same thing that i'm feeling mm. simon Sinek had that that part where the, the the clip that went viral on on impact theory or inside quest and he was saying you know if you are in meetings put down your damn phone and actually talk to your coworkers because mm-hmm. that same thing you're talking about like you know everybody else is stressed too and, and a lot of people might be sharing some long commonalities with you. So yeah, pay attention to what people are saying. Yeah. And when you, I think that when you focus on other people, um, like your spouse or other coworkers and really pay attention to them and what they're going through, being able to listen and possibly even help them research shows that it really has a huge impact on your mental health and on your feeling of uh, well-being, I would say. Oh yeah, your your perspective changes. There's a story of the two twins and um the two twins they um one was grateful and one was ungrateful and the parents decided to do this experiment, right? So the uh parents got the ungrateful child all of like the new toys for Christmas and they got the grateful child a barn full of like horse manure, right? So on Christmas Day, the kids get their gifts and the parents kind of leave them to themselves. So they go about an hour later to go check up, check up on them. The ungrateful child is like, I don't want these colors, this color Nike. I hate this. I, I wanted this or that. I know it's all new, but this is this is how I wanted it when I wanted it. So they was like, okay, you know, typical. So they go into the barn, right? And they hear just laughter and giggling. And the kid has his shovel. He's throwing up horse manure everywhere, right? And they're looking at the kid and they're like, you know, what's what's wrong? What's wrong with you, son? He's like, mom, dad, don't you see? With all this horse manure around, there has to be a pony somewhere. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, like our, like our attitude or, or yeah. a, a sense of gratitude or just gratefulness radically changes your perspective uh, on what's in front of you. So the moral of the story is, you know, if you feel like there's a lot of crap going on, there's a pony somewhere. <laughs> Good way to circle it back. All right, let me let me let me wrap this up by I want I want three things that you're gonna deliberately do to set your your mindset and your mood on the first day of summer. Three things. Okay. Um I'm going to plan <laughs> that sounds bad, but I'm gonna plan a schedule for myself to exercise so that it's already it's already there and I don't, it doesn't become something I do if I have time. That's number one. Um, second thing will be maybe look at some things I would like to do. It sounds like a to-do list, but um, even if it's a, a list of books I would like to read, uh, activities I would like to do with my family also, um, so that it I make it a point to do them. and. Third thing might be some type of reflection routine, just so that it's there. I like that. Jamal. I'm going to deliberately spend a whole bunch of time with my family. I'm going to um, eat less <laughs> and <I'm gonna laughs> eat less and run more. Like those two things go hand in hand. And I'm going to, um, uh, I said, read. Yeah. Read. I'm going to see if I can get you back up to Indianapolis for a couple of days. Um, oh, yeah. Three things. Um, I'm going to spend a, at least one solid day with my wife. That's it. No kids. I love my kids. I love my kids dearly. Just my wife. I need that. Uh, secondly, that I'm going to spend a day where we all go out, even if it's a quick road trip. I, I, all of my memories are darn near all of my memories from my childhood revolve around summer vacation and Christmas. So I know that if memories are the most precious thing, then you have to be deliberate in creating them. So some sort of trip this summer, and I'm going to plan that out. And Mm -hmm. third is that I'm going to keep, I'm going to like you, Erica, I'm going to have myself a walking audio book list and that I'm going to commit to those days. And awesome. uh, yeah, because I, I, I need to be deliberate. I, the only thing is I'm transitioning into a new role and there's not any days off, but I'm going to be deliberate in creating at least two days off and, and doing those things and then trying to set up a, a new tranquil space. So, yeah, I think you have to make that space and you have to <laughs> you have to plan for them because they if you wait for the time to come, never time just never comes. Right. Well, and as Jamal was pointing out earlier, you know, almost have an accountability uh, happiness buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah. that's going to gently nudge you along. And ironically enough, in a lot of ways, Jamal, you're my accountability nudge buddy. I mean, there's been a couple of times you're like, hey, Don, you said you're going to do this. Oh, yeah. And 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 I need <laughs> that. And and you always do it in a, in a kind way. And so, uh, yeah, having that in your life is 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 key for sure. So, you know, guys, uh, again, we, one of the reasons why we do Crucial Conversations, which is our fastest growing segment, is that uh, we want real conversations with, with educators. And 
and some of the things that are on our mind. And, and you know, now that May is Mental Health Awareness, we wanted to give this a, a talk. But if you guys have any suggestions on topics or who we should have on, let us know. You can always drop us a line. Jamal can be found at? Uh, Jamal Crook on Twitter. Uh, Jamal, Jamal at StartupInnovation.com. And Jamal Crook on Facebook. There you go. You can find Erica DeRosier at? Uh, DeRosier Erica on Twitter. And I'm going to spell DeRosier. It's D-E-S-R-O-S-I-E-R-S. And on LinkedIn, I am Erica DeRosier. And if you would like to email me, it's erica.derosier at gmail.com. And I just forgot to spell my first name because it's spelled a little bit differently. It's E-R-Y-K-A. Definitely will have a link in the show notes. And you can always email me, don at startedupinnovation.com if you have some suggestions or persons we should have on the show. Erica, as always, appreciate you, uh, A, reaching out and, and always keeping in touch with me. And Jamal, as always, man, it's a pleasure. Absolutely, sir. All right. Thank you for having us. Yes. All right. For Erica and Jamal, this is Don Electric reminding you, it's opportunities everywhere. We'll see you.